unto thee, O Lord. Do I lift up my to come on down you're more than welcome let's start out with the books of the bible tonight i assume that all you adults know the books of the bible let's all say them together loud and clear and all let's just do that and see what happens ready genesis exodus Second Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, James, First Peter, First John, Good. Jesus wants me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Climb up the mountain, point to the sun. Notice the grass is down, everyone. Measure the rainbow. God made this whole world beautiful for me. God set judges over Israel, one brave woman, fourteen men. They helped Israel fight their battles, led them back to God from sin. All right, we kind of got it going. Let's do it again. God said, Judges over Israel, one great woman, fourteen men. They helped Israel fight their battles, led them back to God from sin. Othniel, Ehud, Shemgar, Deborah, Jean, Abimelech, Tola, Jephthah, Elon, Abdon, Samson, Eli, Samuel. So we're going to sing it so much, it's just going to be in your head. It'll come. Don't worry about it. All right, if I say here, you say. Good. Repent. What did I say to start with? Never mind. Let's just start all over again, okay? All right. Y'all threw me off. Hear. Believe. Repent. 
Say it last in a minute. Confess. Be baptized. Okay. Live faithful. Okay, let's do the shorter version. Hear, believe, repent, confess, be baptized in the water. Rise up again to walk with Christ and live like you water. All right. How many elders do we have here at Boonville? Four. Four. I don't know what we're going to do with the song if we ever get five, all right? But we'll have to worry about that when it comes, right? But let's, let's talk about the four we have. Boonville has four elders. They're good men, as you'll see. Is excellent, excellent. We said five names. No, we just said one name real long. Okay. Yeah, Tommy Bergong. Yeah, we said that, and that's a long name. So, and it's really just four names. Okay, maybe you can get him to change his name for you. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. How many plagues were there on Egypt? How many plagues? Seven. No. How many? Ten. Ten. What were they? He turned water to blood, frogs and lice. For get those flies. Mirror killed the cattle, boils and hail. Locusts covered the ground till the darkness fell. And Pharaoh pronounced the death of the firstborn. This is how we worship God. Worship God. Worship God. This is how we worship God. According to his word. The Lord's Supper. I'm not going to call on you to, unless you hold your hand up after the verse, all right? The Lord's Supper. We partake of the Lord's Supper, Lord's Supper, Lord's Supper. We partake of the Lord's Supper, remembering His death. Give what? To who? To God. We give money to God. We give our money to the Lord, to the Lord, to the Lord. We give our money to the Lord, showing Him our love. You say, sing? We sing praises to our God, to our God, to our God. We sing praises to our God. Singing in our hearts. Pray. We pray to the Lord our God, Lord our God, Lord our God. We pray to the Lord our God in Jesus' name. One more. Huh? All right, we listen to the Word of God. We listen to the Word of God, Word of God, Word of God. Listen to the Word of God and increase in faith. And over time, we're going to learn the scriptures, the verses that go with those too, okay? Okay. So it'll just take a little more time. All right, what is the key verse of authority in all the Bible? Colossians. 3.17. 3.17. Whatever you do, in word or in deed, do all in Whatever you do, in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord. And if somebody at school tomorrow, just out of the blue, asks you, why do you believe in God? What are you going to sing? Hebrews what? Three and four. Hebrews three and four. Every house is built by someone. Every house is built by someone. But he who built all things is God. I'm waiting for one of you to tell me the story. When somebody asks you why you believe in God, I want to hear the story of you telling them and singing that song, okay? All right, what is our theme here at Boonville this year? The power of 
power of one. Philippians what? 4.13. Okay. I can do all, all thanks to Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13. One more time. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13. Good. And uh, there's a verse in Proverbs that we sing about trusting in God in all circumstances. Y'all remember that Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Yep. If I say 5 and, you're probably going to get 6, right? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your steps. All right. Somebody asked to sing Fuzzy last week and this week, and I didn't do it, so I'm going to do it this week. You ready? Fuzzy was a caterpillar. He wiggled up a tree. He wiggled long. He wiggled short. He wiggled right at me. I put him in a little box. Don't go away, I said. But when I opened up that box, was a butterfly instead. No, I could never make one, not even if I tried. Only God, our Heavenly Father, can make a butterfly. Squiggly was a tadpole. He wiggled in the lake. He wiggled long. He wiggled like a snake. I put him in a little jar. Don't go away, I said. But when I opened up that jar, it was a hopping frog instead. No, I could never make one, not even if I tried. A hopping frog was made by God just like the butterfly. Now, y'all know the 12 apostles. We haven't gone over those in this class. Do y'all know that song? I'm sure you do, but we're going to try to sing that, okay? My way may not be your way, and if it's not, I'll try to learn your way. But here's how I know it. Jesus called them one by one. Peter, Andrew, James, and John. Next came Matthew and Bartholomew. James, the one they called the Twelve apostles Judas made. Jesus was by him betrayed. Yes, Jesus called them. Yes, Jesus called them. Yes, Jesus called them. And they all followed him. All right, I want to ask my questions now. What is... Y'all just don't answer these questions just because you know it. Think about what you're saying. What is true success in life? Living your life and going to heaven when this life is over. That's the only thing that matters when it comes down to it, right? Yeah. Okay, now what's true failure in life? Living your life and going to heaven when this life is over. Doesn't matter how much money you make or what kind of job you have or how many friends you've got, what kind of car you drive. It only matters if you go to heaven, right? Okay. What's God's ideal for marriage? One man, one woman for life. Okay. And why were you made? To glorify God. To glorify God. And because God made you, what does that mean? We'll never forget that, right? Tomorrow's another day at school. Right? All day long. If you have to go to ball practice tomorrow, or if the teacher makes you clean the chalkboard, oh. no matter what you do, what are you going to do all day tomorrow? I will I'll do my best. Never, never mind. Mind. Let God take care of the rest. And I'll always remember that right is always right, and wrong is always wrong. It's never right to do wrong, and it's never wrong to do right. And that's right. Because the Bible's right. That's good. All right. One, two, three. three. Jesus loves me. One and two, Jesus loves you. Three and four, he loves you more. More than you ever been loved before. 
Five, six, seven, eight and nine is love is divine. Now we sung right up to ten. We don't have time to sing it again. All right, thank you all very much. Before we do get started with just a, an announcement or so, uh, I want to remind these kids and their parents, if y'all have done something to earn a trophy, don't assume that I'm going to remember that you told me or maybe you told the elders and they told me. What I'd like for you to do so I make sure that I don't leave anybody out is either you write your name and what you've done on a piece of paper or have your parents do so and hand that to me. I would appreciate that very much, all right? Because I don't want to just leave anybody out, okay, on that. So y'all, y'all let me know that. It's up to your parents too, but it's also up to you to remind your parents, all right? All right, uh, before we uh, go to class tonight, just a couple of reminders. First of all, we're glad that you're here tonight. Got a good number here for our uh, Sunday night uh, Bible classes. Also, please remember that if you need to partake of the Lord's Supper, you can go immediately after we leave here, before you go to class, into the little auditorium, and you can partake of the Lord's Supper there. Also, I want to remind the Golden Circle, we're going to go be eating lunch tomorrow at the dinner bell. We'll leave at 11 on the bus, and uh, we'd love for you to go with us if at all possible. Also, please remember the sick, those that need our encouragement, those that need our prayers, and also uh, Ben Barrett tonight. I apologize to him today uh, because I inadvertently jumped ahead of him and totally forgot the scripture reading this morning. Now, I told him I'd make it up to him. I told him I'd let him read Hebrews chapter 11 tonight before we go to class if he wanted to. But uh, anyhow, uh, I appreciate his good attitude, and I apologize for kind of jumping the gun on that. But uh, I just totally forgot about it and didn't even remember it until we got done this morning. But anyhow. All right, uh, before we go to classes tonight, I want to ask Brother Tommy to come, uh, the one with the long last name, and uh, to lead our closing prayer, and we'll be dismissed. Our Father, we pray that you will continue to be with us and to, to bless us in every way. Father, we pray that as we live our lives, that others can see Jesus living through the things that, that we do. Be with this group of young people as they go to class tonight to learn about Jesus. And we pray that it will be things that, we'll take, that, that they will take throughout their whole life. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.
I hope. Um, let's see here. that'll show up. Well, tonight uh, we're going to talk about salvation, but before we do that, we're going to, um, we're going to have a prayer. So I've got Sandy Bonham, Martha Eaton, Trent Allen, Angie West, Vicki White, and Austin Wentz on the uh, prayer list. Okay, alrighty, so anybody else we need to mention? Larry Lauderdale. There's a uh, football and baseball coach at East Union who has, uh, leukemia came back, his name is Chris Lucius, he is really having problems, he's been down, uh, really been down, his treatment's really getting to him, so. But um, anybody else before we have prayer? All righty. Well, let's just say a prayer and we'll get started. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for staying. Thank you for all the many blessings you give us. We want to thank you for this time you, you give us tonight to study a portion of your word. We ask that you uh, be with the class as we learn this, and maybe we could leave, take it out into our everyday lives tonight. We ask that you be with me as I, maybe I could present it the way you need it to be presented, Lord. And we ask that you be with all the ones on the sick list we mentioned and all the ones that we did not mention, Lord, that we know about. Let us uh, have class with open hearts and open minds, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay. Like I said, we're going to talk about Salvation. I'll get there. That's exactly what we wanted. All right. To start tonight, we're going. Let me turn my Bible there. We're going to turn the Bibles to Titus, chapter three, and verse three, verse four. I'm sorry. Titus chapter three and verse four. Hopefully tonight, we're going to start out with, does faith alone save us? And then there's going to be a, there's three instances in Acts where the question is asked, what shall I do to be saved? We're going to look at all three of those instances, and if we have enough time left, we'll get into once saved, always saved, just for a brief moment, and then the lesson will be y'all's. Um, start out, a couple weeks ago, Aaron taught a lesson about man, and then we talked about sin, and we know from Genesis chapter 3 that God made man and man sinned. So then we get that there's a consequence for that sin in Romans 5.12, which is death. So then we, we get done with, with that. We, have, we talk about Jesus and how he came to save us. So tonight we talk about how we are saved. So my question for you tonight is what 
does save us. You look in the Bible, there's many, many verses that say this save this and you'll be saved, or this saves us, or salvation comes through this. So we take the time to think, you know, what saves us? We read here in in Titus chapter four, I mean Titus chapter three, verse four. But when the goodness and love and kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of of recognition and renewal of the Holy Spirit, for whom we poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So that shows us there that God sent Jesus to save us there in Titus 4. But you turn your Bibles to John eight twenty four. You don't have to if you don't want to. It talks about believe. It says, "Die in your sin unless you believe that I am the one. I am the one that he, that died." You turn to Romans ten ten. It says, "Confess with the." It says, "With the mouth of one confesses and is saved." You turn to Luke thirteen three. It says, "Unless you repent, you will likewise perish." And then we all know in Mark sixteen sixteen it says, "Believe and be baptized for the remission of your sins." And you you will be saved. So that's what I was talking about earlier. There's so many many verses in the Bible that talks about you being saved. If you turn your Bibles to Ephesians 2, we'll sit in Ephesians 2 for just a little while. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. I really wish Miss Anita was here tonight. She had a great analogy last week that I cannot remember what it said, but Ephesians 2 says, For by grace you are saved through faith, you are saved through faith, and that this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God. We talked about this just a little bit last week, that grace is a divine favor. We didn't deserve it. You get a gift that you don't deserve. So you look there and it says, by grace we have been saved through faith. So my question is, does faith, what kind of faith saves you? What kind of faith saves you? I believe it's going to have to be an obedient faith. You turn to Hebrews 5, 9, and then John three thirty six. it talks about, it talks about working and being obedient to the Father. Let's turn our Bibles to James. Turn our Bibles to James chapter 2. Verse 21. James James 2 verse 21. If somebody would like to, you can read from 21, verses 21 through 26. It says it there in verse 
in verse number 24, I believe. Yes. You see that person is justified by works and not by faith alone. Then you get back down to 26. It says, for the body apart from the spirit is dead. So also faith apart from work is dead. So now we got another question. What is the work that goes along with your faith? What is the work that goes along with your faith? First Peter 3. First Peter 3. Verse 18. First Peter 3 and verse 18. I know we're looking at a bunch of, a bunch of uh, verses here, but I can't be like Aaron. He can sit on a topic for, with two verses in it for about an hour and a half, and I have, to, uh, I have to find a bunch of scriptures to back my points up. But let's just bear with me. We'll get through all these scriptures. First Peter 3.18 says, For Christ also suffered once for sin, the righteous for the unrighteous, and the might bring us and he might bring us to God being being put to death in the flesh and made alive in the spirit in which he went and proclaimed to the spirit, spirits in prison because they formerly did not obey what God uh, patience await when God's patience awaited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared in which a few that is eight persons were brought safely through water now here in verse 21 is where we really really going to buckle down Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as appeal to appeal to the God for to God for the good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So we find there in in First Peter three verse twenty one that a water baptism saves us. But my question to you tonight. Another question, I guess, not the question. I've asked a hundred of them already. My question is, what's the difference in the water that's in the baptistry over here and the water that's in your bathtub that you took a bath with this morning before you come to church? Anything? Miss John, if, if he told you to run down to the post office and back, would you do it if it means he, he's going to be saved? If, if we're going to be saved, we've got to do what he tells us to do. Right. That's my point. That's my point, Miss John, is that there's, we know that God's grace did save us. We didn't deserve anything. We didn't, if it was us, if it was up to us, we all, we'd all perish. But God had grace on us and he saved us. But it's through faith that we are saved. It's the faith that if we obey what God says, that that simple water that we get dunked in is going to save us. What's the gospel? The gospel is the good news when the good news is... Anybody? Death, death burial, resurrection. I'll tell you all, Miss Jones telling telling me the stories. I ain't getting nothing from nobody else, but... Death, burial, and resurrection. Then that's not, is that not what we symbolize when we get baptized? You, or a new, you're, you die of your sins, you're buried in the water, and you're resurrected a new Christian. Romans 6, 3 and 4. Right. So, if God, like I said earlier, if God told us to run, I mean, if God told me to run the post office, I'd be dying too, but that's besides the point. But if he told us to do whatever, whatever he wanted us to do, 
we would do it because our faith, and we have faith that that will save us. So, so now that we know that we technically, our faith saves us by obedience because we, we obey what God says and we have faith that that will save us. And we all know the steps of salvation. We talked about them earlier when I read off some verses. Is hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized. So like I said, in Acts, there's three, three different um, instances. I think it's the only instance in the whole Bible that asks ask the question, what shall we do to be saved? So let's turn to Acts 2, everyone. Acts 2. We'll start in verse 36. As we all know, this is the day of Pentecost, and Peter's been preaching to them. And we get down here, starting in verse 14, Peter's preaching, and all the miracles are happening. We get to verse 36, it says, let all the house of Israel therefore know that for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus, whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to heart and said to Peter and the rest of the, the, rest of the apostles, here we go, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sin, and you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, in the annex class, I had a whiteboard, and I made a box here with, a, with a, the three instances on the one side and the top. On, the, on top of them, one of them said, <clears throat> repent, and one of them said, believe, believe, repent, and be baptized on the top. So if y'all want to think about that in your mind, we'll talk about that in a little bit longer. But here we find in verse 37 the question, brother... What shall we do? And then we find in verse 38, repent and be baptized. So I want you all to remember that the, res- the response to the question this time is repent and be baptized. Let's turn to Acts 22 now, verses 6 through 16. Now this is, the, uh, this is Paul talking about when he was on the road to Damascus. If you want to look up, it's then also in Acts 9 when it happens, but this is Paul talking about it. And it's, a lot, it's not as much reading, and it's, more, uh, it's easier to comprehend. So this will be 6 through 16. As I was on the way, I drew, I drew near to Damascus, but about noon, a great light from heaven suddenly shone up around me. And I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And I said, Who are you, Lord? And he said to, him, to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. Excuse me. Now those, those who were with me saw the light, but did not understand the voice, did not understand the voice of the one who was speaking to me. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? There it was. There's the question. What shall I do, Lord? Oh, I'm sorry. And rise, he said, and rise and go to Damascus, and you will be told all this is point, appointed for you to do. And since I cannot see because of the brightness of the light, I was led by the hand by hand by those who were with me and came to, into Damascus. 
and one Ananias, a devoted man, according to the law, well spoken of by the, all the Jews who lived there, came to me, standing by me, and said to me, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at the very hour I received my sight and saw him. And he said, and he said The God of our fathers appointed me you to know your, his will, to see the righteousness one, and to hear a voice from his mouth. For you will be a witness from, for him to every one of you of what, of what you had seen and heard. And now, why do you wait? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his name. So you find there, you go back to verse 10. And he says, what shall I do, Lord? And then, if you're reading in, uh, if you're reading in Acts 9, and I think you have to, the ESV doesn't say it, but the King James Version says it, I think it's in verse 6. He says, what shall I do, Lord, to be? So then you get on down to verse 16 here, and it says, arise and be baptized. So there in, a, in the Paul's account in Acts 22, it says to be baptized. The last one, you turn to Acts 16. Go back a few chapters. Acts 16, verses 25 through 34. It's the Philippian jailer. <clears throat> Acts 16, 25 through 34. About midnight, Paul and Silas was praying and singing hymns to, to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there, were a great, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bound were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself. Sudden, uh, kill himself. That the prisoners had, assuming that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, "Do not harm yourself, for we are all here." And the jailer called for the lights and rushed in. And trembling with fear, and he, he fell down before Paul and Silas, and then, and then brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Then they said, Believe in the, Jesus, believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, and you and, your, you and your household. And they spoke with the word of the Lord to him, and all who were in, the house, in, in his house. And he took them in the same hour of the night and washed their wounds, and he, w- and he was baptized at once, he and all his family. Then he brought them up into his house and set food before them, and, and he rejoiced along with the entire house so that they believed in God. They had, they had believed in God. So you go to verse 30 there, and there's the jailer asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? You go down the next verse, it says, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And then you'd go down to verse 33, and they were baptized. So my question, my question to you is this. You find in, in Acts 2, when they ask the question, it just says, repent and be baptized. You go to Acts 22, and Saul's account, that's a Paul's account, and he asked, they asked, what shall I do? And he says, just be baptized. And then you go here to the Philippian jailer in, verse, in chapter 16. It says, believe 
And then later, and then later on, they were all baptized. So my question is, why does it say three different things in all three accounts? Why does it not say the same exact thing in the accounts? Anyone? I personally believe you have to know where the person is. You're trying to convert. The person you're talking to about salvation... They may have been on a different part of the war, a different part of, the, of their life than you are. You get to Acts two; they're all Jews. They all believed, and they all believed. They've been sitting there listening to Peter preach for however however long, and then they get down there and they believed, and they ask, "What should we do?" And he says, "Repent and be baptized." You get to Saul's account. He spends three days, he's seen Jesus. If I saw Jesus, I would believe that Jesus is real. He spends three days without sight. I'm, on, I'm assuming that he repented of his sins as he was sitting there with no sight for three days. So when Ananias got there, he, asked what he, he told him to go up and be baptized. You get here in... in you get here in... Uh, Chapter 16 with the jailer, they were Gentiles. They, it says here that they believe in the Lord, in verse 31, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to those in his house. So they had to teach him about the Lord, about Jesus. So that's why it says believe, because they had no idea what, who Jesus was. And if I had my box, if I had my whiteboard that I had in Annex, it would be a lot simpler. You could see with the check marks. And I be, you just have to, I be, I'm a strong believer and you have to believe where people are in their lives when you're talking to them about Jesus and trying to convert them into, into Christians. So we have about, oh, we have about 20 minutes. Anyway, we're going to get a little bit into once saved, always saved, which is a hot topic in my life growing up. Um, well, some of my family members believed in it, some of us didn't, and we got into some heated, heated subjects at the Christmas table sometimes. But if you want to, you can turn your Bibles to Galatians 5 and verse 4. Galatians 5. In verse 4. If somebody wants to read that, they can. Galatians 5, verse 4. You have to come to strength and pride. You who attempt to be justified by the law, you have to fall Okay. So my question that I would like someone to answer... If we we study about that, we realize that we are brought into Christ and we are one with Christ and we are baptized. So, my question is here: the ESV says you're. Well, let me see. I'm sorry. You're you are seared from Christ. You're if you if who 
You who would be justified by the law, you are falling away from grace. How can you be severed from Christ? Can you be se- if your arm is severed from your body, what is, what is it? Is it taken away from your body? Is it cut from away from your body? We are one with Christ after we are baptized. So my question to you is, is for how can you be severed from Christ if you was never with Christ to start with? Severed from Christ, you who have been justified by the law and you, are fa- you have been fallen away from grace. My thing, you turn back to 1 John First John 1, as Aaron finished with last week. The good news is that if you are, you can always come back. We talked about that this morning. But you can, if you, it says, but if you walk in the light as you are in the light, we have fellowship with one another. The blood of Christ, the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If you stay walking in the light, like it says here, and like Aaron talked about last week a little bit, we stay walking the light, we're good to go. You can, you can be severed from Christ and fall away from sin, but as long as you are walking the light and doing as you're supposed to and, and being the Christian that we know we should be, we have always have a hope in eternal life, as, as Titus 3, verse 7 says. There's always hope. For eternal life, if you stay and walk in the light, like like First John says, I know I got through this quickly again tonight, but uh, hopefully we learned something. We we uh, can gain something. We we learned that you know that we have to have obedience. We have to have that faith. Faith saves us through our obedience to the law of Christ. We learned that. You have to learn where people are in their lives to when they are when you're trying to convert them with all the with the three accounts and acts, and we learn that you can fall away from from grace, but there's always you can if you walk in the light as he is in the light that there's always hope for eternal life. So we're going to say a closing prayer, and y'all can stick around and wait for the kids to get out or whatever you want to do. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for staying. Thank you for everything you've given us. We want to thank you for this time we had tonight to come to your word and study a portion of it. We ask that you be with us as we go out through our week, go to our jobs and our, and our activities, and we be a shining light towards you, Lord. We ask that you, we take what we learn tonight and we can use it in our everyday lives to bring people to you. Um, we want to thank you, for, uh, thank you the most for sending God and sending Jesus to, us to save us as... We all need it, Lord. We ask that you be with us as we go out through our week. In Jesus' name pray. Amen.